with the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. We have so much to get into today. We're going to talk about the NFC East, do a full division breakdown. But we're going to start with Luka Doncic getting that bag. Signed a deal of five years, $207 million. Webb, what do you think about this deal? I mean, good for Luka getting that money. I don't think Dallas should have given him this. But you also can't let this this guy walk away. If you get the Supermax eligibility, it obviously means that you were very, very, very good in your first uh, few seasons in the league. Not many people are eligible for it. So um, he hit he got the right accolades to uh, to get it. I just wouldn't do it because I think he's a diva. Um, I don't like giving young divas a lot of money early on. And I think Dallas is going to regret this. Luca's Luca's gonna put up numbers, and um, they're gonna be a bubble playoff team. But I don't think he's the leader that you need. So, good luck to that franchise that can't keep a coach or GM and has Mark Cuban, uh, you know, running this thing. So, good luck. I think you have to pay Luca because you can't let him leave in today's NBA. So I get why they did it. I think Luca on talent is like a top ten player in the league. And I would hate paying him. It is terrifying giving him this much money. He is a huge diva. He might be the biggest diva in the league at this point. Giving a 21-year-old $200 million never works out well. I think Dallas is going to be a seven seed next season. And Luke is going to get the next coach fired. And then the next coach fired. He might win an MVP, but they're not going to be good. And uh, have some doubts, Webb. I don't like what they did in free agency. Dallas, Luca might score 40 a game, and they're going to go like 42 and 40. Does he have any incentive to score 40 a game now? You might see him missing more games now. Like, I know I know he enjoys the game of basketball, so he might not do that. But if Dallas is struggling and they're out of the playoff hunt, they're going to protect him. I just – I don't like this at all. I like Jason Kidd, but Jason Kidd can't really stay in – uh in an environment as head coach for very long. So either him and Luca are going to clash or maybe they'll be the best of friends, but I just don't know how successful this team is going to be anyway. So I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about it at all. Long term. They, ha- they have a gambling guy running their team right now, basically a guy that used to be on Bill Simmons podcast. That was his credentials. He's now basically the general manager, which on the plus side, Means you and I might be a general manager at like seven years. So that's pretty good for us. And I okay. also get, I'm also a degenerate gambler. So I might have a chance there. So two for two, maybe we'll see. Well, this was a huge gamble paying Luca all that money. So we'll see how it turns out. Webb, you have my word that when I'm a general manager, I will give you a job as the water I would, boy. I would never work for you ever, ever, ever. That's so weird because I never blow up in anger or anything. It's crazy. I think I'd be an excellent boss. I'm super calm. Inside joke, everyone. Um, Way to ruin ruin the inside joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, never, ever, ever coop. Webb, let's get to the NFC East. Some call the NFC least. Last year, the Washington professional football team were the division winners. Webb, you know what their record was last year? Under 500. Was it six wins? They went seven and nine and won the division. Oh, yes, you're right, because uh, uh, former Philly coach, his name's escaping me right now. Doug Peterson Doug, threw the Doug game. Doug Peterson threw the game and got Washington the seventh win. That's right. 
got himself fired and started off the whole Carson Wentz saga. So really, Doug Peterson is the response is responsible for my misery right now. So that's nice. We'll get to him. We're going to go in alphabetical order with the Dallas Cowboys first. Their 2020 record was six and ten. As of today, their coach is Mike McCarthy. Offensive coordinators Kellen Moore. Defensive coordinator are Dan Quinn. Well, what are your thoughts about this group of coaches? Do you like them? Not like them? What do you think? Um, I like them offensively. I think this team is going to be fun. I think they're going to be one of the most fun teams to watch. They were before Dak went down last year. So I'm really excited to see what they do on the offensive side of the ball with Dak returning. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of shootouts and they're going to be probably a top five offense in terms of points per game and uh, passing yards thrown and all of that good stuff. So confident in that, in their offense. I like my, I like Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. I think Dan Quinn was a good defensive co- coordinator, bad head coach. Mike McCarthy is bad at his job. He's a bad coach. He won a Super Bowl because Aaron Rodgers is superhuman. He was terrible last year. He was terrible in Green Bay for like seven years. This is a dumpster fire waiting to happen. Jerry Jones should have fired him after year one. It just kept him because he didn't want to look bad. But they're going to have some regrets, Web. I'm telling you right now. Their draft was interesting this year. In the first round, they took Micah Parsons. In round two, they took Kelvin Joseph, uh, cornerback and linebacker. Web, what, was, what was your favorite pick of this draft? And what was your least favorite pick of Dallas's draft? Uh, so my favorite pick of Dallas's draft was one of my favorite picks of the draft in general. Uh, Michael Parsons, they got him at a 12 overall. Thought it was great. Great pick, uh, great value. He fell to them. They got a little bit lucky, but they didn't panic and try to take, you know, a sexy pick. They didn't try to overthink it. I really like that. And they need they need help on the defensive side of the ball, which is something they should have done last year. Uh, and they didn't. Um, and my least favorite pick was Calvin Joseph, uh, second round cornerback out of uh, Kentucky. I just thought that there were better options for them to take here. If they were going to go DB um, a year too late for me. So I'm still annoyed by that. Um, But Asante Samuel Jr. was still around. They had other options. They didn't have to go DB, but they also didn't have to uh, take Kelvin Joseph, Kelvin Joseph, who I thought was a little too early. I agree with you about Kelvin Joseph. I have some questions there. Micah Parsons, I think it's going to be a really good linebacker for them, but Jabril Cox in round four, I think is an absolute steal at linebacker. I think he's a better in coverage than Parsons. Parsons, I think he's going to play more as an outside linebacker defensive end because he's so big. Like Anthony Barr on Minnesota, I think that's going to be his role eventually. And I think my least favorite pick, like you, is Kelvin Joseph. I think Jabril Cox will be the linebacker from this draft and Parsons is going to move. So, But it's an interesting draft. I wasn't mad at most of the picks. In free agency, they made some moves. They signed cornerback Jordan Lewis, three years, $13.5 million. Keanu Neal, safety for one year, $4 million. Webb had him getting way more money. So this is a steal for Dallas. Terrell Basham, a former Colt, for two years, $5.5 million. They got Malik Hooker on a one-year deal for a million bucks. And they re-signed Dak Prescott, four years, $160 million. $126 guaranteed. Webb, what are your thoughts about their free agency? So they addressed some needs. Secondary, they got uh, Malik Hooker, who was solid for the Colts. Um, bringing back Dak was huge because I, I'm a big believer in Dak's ability to sling the football, put on a good show, 
keep the Cowboys in the game. Um, so I think that was huge. Uh, Keanu Neal, who I was probably the biggest miss of my life <laughs> that I ever made for a prediction. Uh, they got him too. Could not make this defense any worse than it was. So I, I thought it was a solid offseason for the Cowboys. I think they did well and they took all defensive players with their first six picks in the draft, uh, which was the opposite of what they did last year. So I, I liked it. I thought it was solid. I don't hate it, but I'm going to give it a bad grade because they caught, they spent like $40 million more on Dak than they had to. If they had signed him a year and a half ago, it would have been five years for like 125 instead of four for 60. They got fleeced because free agency was coming. Malik Hooker has all the talent in the world. He's always hurt. He can't stay healthy for more than five games at a time. Keanu Neal is a guy I really like and that you really like. And his injury concerns are the exact same. So hopefully with Neal and Malik Hooker, they can actually form together and become an NFL player. One guy. 16 games between the two of them (laughs) would work out pretty well, I think. But I don't hate what they did. But they do have some losses, too. They lost some guys in free agency. Andy Dalton to Chicago, one year, $10 million. Their back quarterback's gone. What a loss. It's a huge loss. Andy Dalton's amazing. He's a future MVP. Shadobi Awuzue was a cornerback to Cincinnati for three years, $22 million. They lost Cam Irving to Carolina, two years, $10 million. An underrated one is Alden Smith to Seattle, one year, $1 million. He was really good when he played. He's he's really good. He should be so much better. He should be Hall of Fame bound, man. Like if he just didn't have all the screw ups, he was really good. He had like two sacks in his first game, I think, when he came back. Right? Am I remembering that wrong? Uh, no, I think you're right. I, something like that. Like he was. He's super efficient. Crazy motor. Just something's wrong. And the last move they made was Xavier Woods to the last movie they lost. Sorry, was Xavier Woods to Minnesota for one year, two million. This is a team that was bad on defense and corner, and they lost two of their play, two of the starters in Woodsway and Xavier Woods. I think this has the potential to be a downfall of this team. I have my doubts because their defense is going to be so terrible. Uh, I agree with you that their secondary is super weak. Um, I think defense will probably be their downfall as well. I think they're going to be in a lot of a lot of shootouts and the probably going to lose quite a lot because they're going to give up 35 points a game like it's going to be bad but it's going to be fun they just won't stop anybody i agree so after all that their cap space they have 24 they're minus 24 million dollars in the hole in cap room so that's always good Web, what do you have as their strongest unit on their team what's the best positional group uh it'll be a tie between the receivers and the linebackers for me I swear to God, I have the exact same thing. I have wide receivers and as a runner-up, backup linebackers. The same as you. That's crazy. Wow. Interesting. Wide receivers, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. All really good players. CeeDee Lamb can be a number one on any team in the league, basically. Michael Gallup's a great number two, and he's the number three now. Amari Cooper, I've had my issues with him. But with Dak, I think he's going to be unstoppable. It's going to be a great team. Great, great, great group right there. Yeah, with Lamb and Cooper, those are two potential 100 catch uh, players, uh, receivers, sorry. Um, and Michael Gallup could get you probably 70, 75 catches. It's going to be, I think it's going to be, if everyone can stay healthy on offense, um, it's going to be really fun. I think another problem they have is the offensive line. They cannot stay healthy. 
So I think that could hinder them quite a bit. My next thing was the weakest unit I have is cornerback and offensive line. Their oh. offensive line was a strength for like a decade. And then injuries have, has killed that unit for the last couple of years. So with an injured quarterback, I have my questions. But I think the cornerback is a little bit worse because they have basically nothing. I have no confidence in any of these guys. They're one of the best guards and one of the best left tackles in the game. Um, probably a top two, top three guard in the game, actually. But they can't, they can't stay healthy. Um, their center, I don't really believe in them. Travis Frederick retired with two years ago. Uh, Lyle Collins is back. He didn't play at all last year. Tyron Smith played two games. I didn't even remember that. And Zach Martin only played 10 games last year. It's going to be an issue for them. I, I'm rooting for their success because I really like Zach Martin, but I have my doubts. Web, moment of truth. What is the Cowboys' record this season? So I have them over 500 at 9-8, and eight, uh, but obviously not going to be enough to get them into the playoffs in all likelihood. In this division, you might be wrong. 9-8 and eight could probably win the division. It's a terrible division. Well, we'll see. So we have our first disagreement of the day. I have their record at 7-10. and 10. I think this, de- this Dallas defense is a dumpster fire. I don't think Dak can save them. I think they're going to lose a lot of games, 42-37, like something like that. 7-10 and 10 is my prediction for the Dallas Cowboys. I would not bet against you. People have made careers betting against me. Vegas is... I built the Bellagio Hotel in Vegas, basically. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't bet against you for Dallas. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to... I No. They've disappointed me too many times. There's no way I'm hedging my future on Dallas. The New York Giants are up next. In 2020, they went 6-10. and 10. Their coach is Joe Judge. Offensive coordinator is former Dallas Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett. And their defensive coordinator is Patrick Graham. Web, do you like this group of coaches? Yes, I do. I like these, this group of coaches. I'm a little bit more confident in the collective than, uh, than Dallas. I think Joe Judge is really a player's coach. Um, Jason Garrett. I think he's a good offensive coach. I just have questions about some of their offense, but I like the the collective overall. I like Joe Judge. I hate Jason Garrett. I think he's bad at his job. He was terrible in Dallas. He was Jerry Jones, basically second son. So he kept his job for way too long. I have some questions. And Joe Judge is having some issues in training camp. Have you seen this news? I think I saw something about it, but maybe could you elaborate? Uh, Four players have retired since training camp started. One guy quit. And because Joe Judge said he needed to lose weight, a receiver said Joe Judge is the worst and people hate his guts. I might have missed that. Jeez. It's not a great start, but we'll see. (laughs) Saquon Barkley was hurt last year very, very early. He is on track to play this year, but there's no guarantee of week one. Just a little information before we get into the breakdown. In the draft, their first two picks. Kadarius Tony, wide receiver in round one. Round two was Aziz Ojulari, a linebacker from Georgia. They each had the 10th, 11th pick. They traded down to pick 20 and got Chicago's first round pick next year. Was their draft a success in your eyes? Uh, no. Their, their draft was fine. I did not like the first pick, Kadarius Tony, especially where they took him. Like you said, they got a pick for next year from a team that probably will struggle. Um, I loved Aziz Ojulari. I love that pick, but that first pick kind of with Kadarius Tony kind of tainted it for me. I agree with you. I think he's a really interesting player. 
Apparently, Jacksonville was going to take him at 25. So if you love the player, you have to take him. I would have just stayed at 11 and taken Devontae Smith, who I think is going to be a superstar. And is now in their division, so we'll see what happens. But the Aziz pick was an A. Tony was a B minus because I like the player, but not the, not the not the spot they took him. So overall, I think the draft was okay. It wasn't out of this world good. In free agency, they had some big signings. One of the most active teams this year. They got receiver Kenny Galladay for four years, $72 million. They got another receiver in John Ross for one year, $2.2 million. They got tight end Kyle Rudolph, two years, $12 million. Cornerback at Dory Jackson, three years, $39 million. Danny Shelton, defensive tackle, one year, $1.1 million. And a backup quarterback of all the league, Mike Lennon, for one year, $1.4 million. What do you like best here, Webb? What do you like worst? Well, the Giants had a really solid offseason, really good offseason in terms of free agency. Um, I love beefing up the secondary with Adoree Jackson. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I thought, was a solid pickup and a, a, a surprise. Um, I like the depth that they got for Kyle, with Kyle Rudolph. Um, and Mike Glennon is solid. I, to be honest, might be some games that he may have to take over from Danny Dimes. So you need a solid backup. I like the Kyle Rudolph move a lot because Evan Ingram is so unreliable. I'm hoping Kyle Rudolph can kind of teach him how to be a tight end in the league. That's what he needs. <laughs> so condescending. <laughs> Has he earned anything but condescension so far? He drops 10 passes a game. <laughs> it's infuriating. <laughs> You're As not someone, wrong. I owned him in fantasy, and I've hated every second of it. It's a nightmare. A 15-yard pass, he drops, no one touches him. I hate it. Kyle Rudolph is not fast, but he catches everything. Hopefully, he can be helped. And, and, and getting back Saquon is going to help, hopefully. Also, Nate Solder, uh, I think those are going to be huge uh, boons to the offense. So I'm, I'm high on the Giants. I agree with you. They did have two losses, though, I think were pretty important. They lost their starting left guard, Kevin Zeitler, to Baltimore for three years, $22 million. And Dalvin Tollinson, a defensive tackle to Minnesota, two years, $21 million. They have minus $30, $30 million in cap space. What is this team's strongest unit, Web? Uh, to me, the strongest unit is going to be uh, on defense, just a D-line. Uh, Leonard Williams, uh, Dexter Lawrence, Danny Shelton. But what I also think is strong is their depth on offense. So I would say 1A would be the defense, 2 would be the depth on offense. They have uh, a strong core of receivers, deep tight end, and um, you know not a bad backfield. Alfred Morris, uh, obviously Saquon, hopefully he's healthy. Devontae Booker, it's not bad. Corey Clement, I don't hate it. That's a that's a good committee. I agree with you. Their backfield is pretty deep. That's a good call. I had their their strongest unit as defensive backs. Logan Ryan, Dory Jackson, James Badbray, Jabril Peppers, and Xavier McKinney. They're all starters in this league. There's not a weak member there. They're all good players, so they that should really help their pass defense which has been bad at times. I think their weakest unit is quarterback. Daniel Jones is not, he has upside, but he can't run 55 yards without falling down. Mike Glennon breeds no confidence. I just, if he is great, this team is going to be in the Super Bowl contention. If he is Daniel Jones in the last two years, they're going to pick a new Daniel Jones in next year's draft. Like that's it. He's getting no more time. What do you think about that web? <laughs> I agree with you. Quarterback was one of the, positions that I had as weak. Also, interior offensive line. I thought that was weak as well. Um, but 
I mean, I don't know how good of an offensive line is going to make Daniel Jones look good. So <laughs> I also wanted to say something. You're right about the D-backs. I think they have a very strong secondary, uh, arguably the strongest in the division. And, and yeah, I, this, this team's going to be fun. I agree. So I think this, this season rests on if Saquon is back and can play and if Danny Jones develops. What is your prediction for their record this season? So I have the Giants going 10 and 7 this season. I would not be surprised if they got 11 wins. I'm really high on this team. So last year, I don't think I mentioned it, they went 6 and 10. That's a big improvement that you have giving them. Complete turnaround. And we almost agree. I have them going 9 and 8, above 500. I think this team has improved. I think Daniel Jones has flashes where he's an NFL quarterback. And then other flashes where he's a drunk person running from the police. So there's there's some there's some middle ground there. I think you can find, but I'm optimistic. I think Joe Judge is a good coach. It's going to be a fun season for the Giants. I think I'm hoping Saquon's back because I love watching him play. But if he's bad, this team is going to be bad. So you got to remember that. So there's where I disagree because Saquon has only been good for one season, and a lot of the times he was running, uh, he's maybe had 15 carries and was able to get 10 yards. So that 16th carry was for 75. Oh, for sure. He has big playability. That's for sure. There's not many backs in the league who have big playability like Saquon. Um, and his, he's a huge, huge frame, man. Like he could take off at any time, but it's that it's depending on that long 75 yard run that I think is just not realistic. So I, I think the committee that they have in the backfield can still take them over the top. And because this division is, is, is weak, like you said, I'm, I'm high on the Giants. Like I, I like them. I'm high on them, too. I think they're going to have a good season. I'm, I'm rooting for them. The Philadelphia Eagles are up next. In 2020, they went 4-11-1. They traded Carson Wentz, their starting quarterback, and number two overall pick to the Colts for a third-round pick last year and a likely second-round pick this year. Their coach is Nick Sirianni, the former former Colts offensive coordinator. Their current offensive coordinator is Saint Shane Stetchen, and the defensive coordinator is Jonathan Gannon. Webb, I don't know much about these coordinators. I don't think they have long reputations in the league. Nick Sirianni did not call plays in Indianapolis. I have my doubts this coaching staff can get it done. What do you think? Agree with you. I don't know anything about them. I don't have much reason to be optimistic about this team. Uh yeah, I'm 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 very down on them, including the coaching staff. They did some good things in the draft this year. In round 1 they took Devontae Smith, wide receiver from Alabama. And in round 2 they got Landon Dickerson, a center from Alabama, who was my favorite interior offensive lineman in the draft. So some good things happened there. What did you think about their draft? I think I liked most of their picks. I did, was not a fan of the Devontae Smith pick, to be honest. Not because of the player. I know you're very high on him. It's because of Philly, and they had holes just about everywhere. And it took Jalen Rigger last year in the first round. His team was really bad. It took another receiver in the first round early, early year. Uh, top 10 pick. Traded up for him, actually. Um, I love the Landon Nickerson pick. thought it was great. I thought Philly could have tried to improve their offensive line uh, by taking uh, uh, Elijah Farrah Tucker or Rashawn Slater or someone like that. But we'll see what happens. So I love Devontae Smith. I get them not taking a receiver. I get your criticism because I agree with it mostly. Taking a lineman is always more successful 
The reason I think it was smart, though, for them to take him there, you need to find out if Jalen Hurts is a quarterback. If he has no one to throw to, you won't know. You still might not know, but at least you have options now. If you have to move on next season, you know, and you gave Hurts a season to try it out. So I get their thinking, and I love the player. Their free agent signings, I think, were very underwhelming. They got Anthony Harris, a safety, one-year, $4 million. They signed Joe Flacco, the former Super Bowl MVP, for one-year, $3.5 million. They got cornerback Steven Nelson, one-year, $3 million from Pittsburgh. They signed former division rival Ryan Kerrigan for one-year, $2.5 million. And they got LaRaven Clark from the Colts for one-year, $1 million. Do you agree with me that this is an underwhelming free agent class? I actually didn't mind their signings, to be honest. Joe Flacco's a solid backup as long as he plays one game. Um, Anthony Harris, solid D-back. Like, Philly was very bad in the secondary. I think they needed to improve their depth there. Richard Rodgers, his depth, he's not a bad tight end. Like, he, you don't want him starting for you. Um, and Ryan Kerrigan, I thought, was a solid pickup. Maybe a couple of years too late. But I like the pickup a lot. So I agree that some of these players are okay. But their team was so bad, I would want them to see them go out and get a better player. There were safeties available. Like Keanu Neal, I think, has a better upside. There were corners available. Dory Jackson went in your division. Corner was terrible. Like, I just think it's going to be really bad, man. Like, And with their free agent losses, they lost Jalen Mills to New England for four years, $24 million. He was like their best corner last year. They lost Deshaun Jackson to the Rams one year, $4.5 million. Not a loss. They lost defensive tackle Malik Jackson to Cleveland for one year, $3.5 bucks. Do you remember you texting me? I was driving. You're like, Benny, sorry, Malik Jackson got Philly three years, $30 million. What a steal this was. We couldn't believe he signed for that little money. A year and a half later, he's gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We couldn't believe what a good deal that was. And he's yeah. gone immediately. Gone. And they lost Vinnie Curry to the Jets for one year, 1.3 million. Like those were key pieces on the defensive line. They're just gone now. And they still have no cash base. They're minus $16 million in cash base. Their team isn't good and they have no money, but we're a positive show. So what is the strong part of this team web? Um, so I'm going to say the pass rush still strong. Still believe in it. Um, it's not much to like on this team, but I like Fletcher Cox, top one of the top uh, interior defensive linemen. Uh, Brandon Graham has been great on the edge. Um, Barnett has been solid. Javon Hargrave thought he was very good. Uh, so I think they have a very solid uh, defensive line. Um, I'm, I want to say in second would be the offensive line that's aging. But I think they have some strong pieces like Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks. So I think those would be their, their two strengths for me. You have the exact same thing in a different order. Because I put their offensive line as their strength and defensive line as their runner-up. Fletcher Cox might be the second best defensive player in football. Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett are very good players. Ryan Kerrigan's a vet. But this offensive line, if it can stay healthy, can be one of the best in football. Like you said, Lane Johnson is the best right tackle in football. Brandon Brooks is an elite guard. Andre Dillard was a first-round pick like two years ago. Leonard Dickerson, again, my favorite player in the draft, basically. And Kelsey is a proven center that was really good for a long time. So I think they have upside here. But there is some gigantic downside. And where does that start for you? Oop, I have to correct you on one thing. And myself. It's not Kelsey. 
It's Kels. <laughs> so, Webb and I, well, Travis Kelsey, I don't care, was on an interview and he told the lead, the world, yeah, Kelsey's not my real last name. It's actually actually Kels. And I just haven't told anybody my whole life. Just no one knew. I've been interviewed a thousand times. My brother and I are both Super Bowl champions. You'd think it would come up. Not a word. Webb and I had a conversation about this for, I think, 25 minutes one day. Just how it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. How, how do you not tell somebody? Webb, if I was calling you Weeb for four months, would you say, hey, hey, Coop, stop doing that? Like, wouldn't you bring that up? 100%. But Travis Kelsey was in an interview, in an interview and introduced himself as Travis Kelsey. So he did speak up. He just continued the wrong pronunciation. He had a TV show where Kelsey was in the name. Yep. He had to shoot promos for it. Nothing. Said nothing. I really hate that. I, I hate that brother Chan. Like J- it might be Jason Kelsey's fault to be fair. He was in the league first and never corrected anybody. Sure. So it might not be Travis Kelsey's fault, but he gets a lot of the blame. Like I didn't want to embarrass my brother. No, tell the world your brother's stupid. And he can't pronounce his own last name. Tell the world that. <laughs> People need to hear it because it's insane. Yeah, don't bring that up now. No one's going to call you Kels. It's too baked in the cake. You, there's some things you can't undo. Like Tyrod Taylor has been in the NFL for 10 years. And then last year he was like, yeah, my name's Tyrod, not Tyrod. And I was like, that couldn't have come up before. But Kelsey is a thousand times worse. Because yeah. there's two of them. <laughs> it's Kelsey forever. 100%. Okay, the weakest unit on this team, beside their spelling and pronunciation, I think is wide receiver. I like Devontae Smith. I think Jalen Rager's okay, but that's who they have. That's it. Having two young guys, I don't. Rookie wide right receivers are almost never good. It almost never works out. Year two, they take a jump. Who is the leader in this locker room in that, in that position? Who is telling them the tr- tricks to get up with the NFL? Like, they have nobody to do this. I think this could kill Devontae Smith's development. It's probably going to hurt Rager as well. I think this could be a really bad, really bad situation for that receiver group. So I agree with you that the receiving core is weak. I just think that their linebackers are even weaker. At least I could see a star coming out of that receiving core at some point. But who the hell are Philly's linebackers? Like, I just have no confidence in this, in, in this team at all. Like, is it going to be... Eric Wilson, I don't like. I honestly don't know what's going to happen with this team, and I just feel like Howie Rosen heads are going to roll. Everyone's getting fired. They didn't even draft a running back this year, which is crazy. And yeah. I agree with you. Their corners are also terrible. The linebackers are bad, and I think yeah. we're going to agree on this. What is your prediction for their record this year? So I actually have them improving from last year. I mean, it it was pretty bad. So there's nowhere to go but up. Really, um, I see them winning six games. Six and 11. Huge improvement over four and 11. I have six and 11 as well. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Here's my reasoning. I think Jalen Hurts has a chance to be an okay quarterback. I don't think he'll ever be a superstar, but I think he's going to be good. If the offensive line stays healthy and blocks for these running backs, it could be a really strong game control, like just a controlled kind of football team, you know? But their problem is you can't play control football when you have no corners to stop passing. And Jalen cannot win a shootout with those receivers. He can't win a game 42-38. He can't do it. 
and they're going to have 38 scored on them a lot. And I think he's going to have trouble breaking 30, maybe 22. Like, I think this is an issue for them. I think six and 11 is generous. And if it was four and 13, I would not be shocked at all. Someone's getting fired if they're four and 13. I don't disagree with you, but that whole, they they have to bring that whole thing to the ground. If that's the case. I think they're relying on their draft next season to get their quarterback. So it's possible they don't fire anybody. But I think Nick Sirianni has a very good chance of being a one-year coach. I think that's very likely. I have very little faith in this team. Very bad team. I hate watching their games. They were so miserable to watch last season. At least when Jalen Hurts came in, it was fun. But maybe Doug Peterson was the problem. Maybe quitting on his team, trying to lose games on purpose. Like a scumbag. (laughs) Just a terrible person was the reason that this team hated his guts. What if they're the best team in football? They just sucked on purpose. Is that possible? Yeah, maybe. Just maybe. T- terrible. I will never forgive Doug Peterson for that, by the way. I will hate him forever. And I had no money on that game, and I just hate people with no integrity. It's disgusting. <laughs> okay, Webb, we're agreeing too much. I don't like this. Hopefully, we have some differences in Washington. By the way, Washington professional football team is the best football team name in football. It's amazing. I think it just sounds badass. <laughs> it really does. I love it. You know what they do. You know it's not the Nationals. That's a valid point. Hey, what sports does the professional football team play? Football. That's it. It's in the name. It's perfect. A question Less no confusing. one will ever ask. No. In 2020, they won the division at 7-9, and nine, which is amazing. Their head coach is Ron Rivera. Their offensive coordinator is Scott Turner, North Turner's son. And their defensive coordinator is Jack Del Rio, a longtime NFL head coach. He's still in the league? Del Rio got a new job, yeah. Wow. I think this is a good coaching staff. I think Ron Rivera is one of the most respected coaches in football. North Turner had a great offensive mind. His son seems to be on that same kind of mindset. A lot of these coaches' kids are really good football minds because they've been doing it since they were like five years old. Kyle Shanahan might be the best offensive mind in football. Bill Belichick's dad was a coach. That's why he knows so much about football. Like, I think it's having that start really helps you. And Jack Del Rio has been a professional football coach for a long time. He's run, to, he's run games. He's made playoff games. This is a great coaching staff in my mind. I agree. I, sorry. I agree with you. That's the most established, decorated coaching staff in this division. The best one I've the most confidence in this coaching staff by far. So last season in the playoffs, they played Tampa Bay and it was a surprisingly competitive game with Tyler Henneke as their quarterback. He had one of the most exciting touchdown runs I've ever seen in my life. He dove. It was great, but they didn't believe in him. So they brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick to lead this team on a one-year deal. In the draft, they took Jamin Davis, a linebacker, in round one. They took Samuel Cosme, a tackle, in round two. And in round three, they took one of my favorite players in the draft, Dynamy Brown, a wide receiver. What do you think about this draft web? Uh, I like Jamin Davis. I thought their draft was okay. I like the Sam Cosme pick a lot. That was probably my second favorite pick that they uh, that the football team made. Um. I have to see more of Dimey Brown. Washington had, in my opinion, one of the weakest receiving cores in the league last year. So I do like that they that they took a receiver in the draft and within the first uh, few rounds, round three. Um, but I'm not as high as him as on him as you are. Hopefully, I'm wrong. We shall see. Well, he has a lot. He has to prove himself, but I, the speed is the electric. So I'm hoping for the best. In free agency, they made some gigantic moves. 
They got cornerback William Jackson from Cincinnati for three years, $40 million. They got receiver Curtis Samuel from Carolina, three years, $34 million. Re-upping with Ron Rivera this time from Carolina. They got Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback for one year, $10 million. They got a steal at left tackle in Charles, Charles Leno from Chicago, one year, $4 million. And they got a receiver, Adam Humphreys from Tennessee, one year, $1.1 million. I like these moves, Web. I think they were really smart. Didn't break the bank on any of these guys. I think they're all going to be contributors. Did you like this moves? There were solid blue-collar players that they, they brought in. They re-signed uh, Brandon Scherf. Um, I thought Adam Humphreys was was solid. Uh, so I, I didn't hate the moves. I, th- I thought the moves were very indicative of the type of team that Ron Rivera wants. Um, a sort of blue-collar, like you said, contributors. Not big splashes, like on offense, but guys that would definitely chip in and, uh, you know, have a real team mentality. Curtis Samuel is kind of what this offense has been missing. He's a great fit. With their losses, they lost Ronald Darby three years, $30 million to Denver. But I think William Jackson's a better player. So I think that's a good move. Replacing Darby with Jackson makes sense to me. Are you higher on Darby than I am? Are you higher than him? On him? Yeah, I think so. I'm definitely higher on, on Darby than you are. And another guy that I just was totally off with predicting the money that he would get. What did you have for his money? Do you remember? I think I had him making eleven million a year. That's I almost think. what he got. It's almost what he got. That's pretty close. Mm. I'll have to I'll have to check back. So they lost Ronald Darby. They lost Morgan Moses, the right tackle to the Jets for one year, three point six million, and Ryan Kerrigan to Philly, one year, two and a half million dollars. I don't think these are bad losses. Morgan Moses has not been good since he signed that contract. Kerrigan was old, and this defensive uh, defensive line is dominant. In cap space, they have minus $13.8 million. What do you think is their strongest unit, Webb? I have the defensive line as their strongest unit. Um, huge. Chase Young, who was instrumental to their playoff run last year. Uh, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne. Like, I think this is a scary unit. This is like a, a, a poor man's version of what Philly has. But a younger version, higher motor, might be better than Philly, more intimidating. That's what I was going to say. I think it might be better than Philly's unit. <laughs> These guys are... T- Chase Young is terrifying. He's yeah. a monster. They just paid Jonathan Allen to re-up his deal. I agree with you. That defensive line is terrifying. They, they had a terrible offense last year, and they won the division because that defensive line kills people. Uh, a really quick runner-up is their running back situation. Antonio Gibson's really good. J.D. McKissick is solid. Lamar Miller and Peyton Barber are good backups. They have a lot of depth there. I like that, I like that unit. It's a good call. What is their weakest unit? Because they have a couple. What did you choose? I have quarterback and receiver, actually, as their weakest unit. Quarterback, for sure, for me. I just think that if Ryan Fitzpatrick is your quarterback uh, going into the season, and I don't know if anyone's going to overtake that position, it says something. Um and receiver, I'm just not as high on them as you are at, 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 on uh, Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. I just think this team needs a big receiver, man. So because I think they, I agree with you, they need a big receiver. My weakest unit was tight end. I don't think Ricky Seal Jones is that good. And could Logan Thomas play four games in a row once? Can he do that? No, but he's good. I like Logan Thomas a lot. I'm a fan. Oh, I love Logan Thomas. I agree with you. But he's at like 40 concussions. It's terrifying to watch him play football. I am actually scared when I watch him play. 
because the next one could do serious damage. It's terrifying. I want him to retire. I honestly do. For his own benefit, he's amazing. But it's I I don't want to see him like severely compromised in a few years. Yeah. It's really bad. Webb, we have done three other teams so far. Where do you have Washington record-wise this season? I have them tied with Dallas at nine and eight. Okay, so what is your official order? How this team, how this division breaks down by wins? One through four, please. This was tough. So I have the Giants first. I had them uh, winning 10 games, 10 and seven. For some stupid reason, I'm going with the Cowboys second. Tiebreaker, owning the tiebreaker with uh, the football team. So they're nine and eight. Cowboys two, uh, Washington football team three. Tied with the Cowboys for nine and eight. And then Philly at four, going six and 11. So with Washington, I had them going 10 and seven and winning this division. Wow. You say- you say Ryan quarterback, if you can't be beat up by Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you have problems. Ryan Fitzpatrick is just a good quarterback now. He keeps getting raw deals because he looks like a homeless drifter, but all he does is make plays. The guy's a Harvard graduate. He's a genius. And he's amazing at football. The team in Miami was good last year, and they benched him for Tua. Like, there's no way this would happen naturally because Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing his ass off. And they'll say, I guess we'll give it to Tua. And the team immediately collapsed. Everybody on the team likes Fitzpatrick. They feel his Fitz magic. They love him. Having a quarterback everyone likes and believes in is huge in football. Fitzpatrick gives them that. He is a superstar and a leader. 10 and 7, baby. 10 and 7. I love it. My order, Washington in first place, 10 and 7. The New York Giants in second at 9 and 8. Dallas in third at 7 and 9. And Philly at fourth with at six and 11. So you have, we, we agree on Dallas, uh, sorry, on Philly being the fourth. We both have the, I have, and the rest of our order is completely different, right? Completely different. Wow. Although like you're not crazy about Washington being better than Dallas. I really don't feel good about it. Choosing Dallas over Washington. There's nothing that really says like, oh, for sure. The Cowboys are going to be better than, than the, the Redskins, the, sorry, the football team. And I, uh, so I have them with the same record. I just, I don't know, man. It, the, the, the luck has to run out for Fitzmagic at some point. He's turning 39 in November. It's just crazy that he can keep this up. Like, I'm looking at PFF right now. Last year, he was a 75 grade. 2019, he was a 76.5. 2018, he was 83.9. Those are great numbers for a backup quarterback in their late 30s. They're really good. All he does is perform. He's a superstar. That's not true. But he's a very good NFL quarterback. He is not going to kill you. He knows where to go with the ball. Who was Washington's quarterback for most of last season? Do you remember? Uh, wasn't Dwayne Haskins. I don't remember. Exactly my point. Now you have a guy you know <laughs> who can play in the NFL. You have a real quarterback. Chase Young is in his second year. He's going to get better. I just see there's no way this team is worse. I just think this is going to be a good team. I believe. Was it Kyle Allen? I'm looking it up now. It was Kyle. I think Haskins was there for like two games and then Kyle Allen, but he got hurt. Hanneke came in at the end in the playoffs. Right. I think it was Kyle Allen for most of the year. Wouldn't have remembered that. Yeah, it's not good. It's a bad situation. I like this. I really enjoy these division breakdowns. I think they're a lot of fun. I am surprised we disagreed so much. One through three, totally different. But we all know the Eagles suck, which is fun. (laughs) Like that. 
Hey, ask me in a month. I don't know if I'm going to have Dallas second, but I just can't see Dallas being third in the division. You know what? I'm sticking to it. Dallas will not be third in this division if they're healthy. There's no way. Weren't they third in the division this year? Yeah, but that was without Dak. Dak had only played like five games. If Dak is healthy, if Dak plays, let's say, 14, 15 games. Can Dak play cornerback? (laughs) He might have to. 100%. That's my point. It's bad. Yeah, I think this team is very bad. Yeah. On on defense. They're very good on offense. Eh, they're okay on offense. They're fine. Hey, I'm still a huge Ezekiel Elliott fan. I may be the only one out there. I love Zeke. Zeke is great, but if no one blocks for him like last season, it doesn't matter because he can't find any running room. Yeah. And no this holes. offensive line is this offensive line, it's full of holes. So it's pretty ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Webb. We will be back later in the week with our AFC. East breakdown. I think this is really fun. I think everyone should go out and bet on what we said here today. Win some money. If you do win some money, throw it mine and Webb's way. We will have an amazing party. You will not be invited, but we'll have a good time. Right, Webb? Oh, yeah. Way to sell the listeners, Webb. What a scumbag you are. I have a a question for you. What's what's your bold prediction for this division? Oh, that's a good question. My bold prediction. Oh, God. Devontae Smith. No, sorry. Oh, God, you put me in the spot here, man. Terry McLaurin is the best receiver in this division this year. Has the most yards and most touchdowns of any receiver. Fair. Fair. Including the Dallas guys, the Philly guys, and the Giant guys. Like, he's going to be the best guy this year. I think I could do better than that. I think I could do better than that. Antonio Gibson has more rushing yards than Zeke this year. Sorry, more total yards than Zeke this year. That's what I'll go with. Gibson, better than Zeke. Okay. What is yours? I think your previous prediction was a little bolder. <laughs> I was you thinking, think? I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking Gibson with more yards from scrimmage than than Zeke, uh, as well. So that's convenient. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Like, I think your prediction before was was bolder. Uh, my other prediction: Jalen Hurts will have more passing yards than Carson Wentz this year because <laughs> he'll play in two games, so he'll beat Carson Wentz. It makes me so mad that Carson Wentz is a redhead and just betraying us all. It's terrible. <laughs> okay. We'll be back later in the week with the AFC East. Please follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast. We really appreciate it. Please go to undraftedsports.com and check out our podcast network. We're doing big things over there. We have anything to add before we get out of here? Just excited for football. There's so many sports going on right now. Like just everything everything's going on uh soccer starting summer league is starting for basketball baseball is exciting the blue jays are doing well i'm saying baseball is exciting like i mean relatively uh (laughs) it's not getting carried away here relatively but it's just a great time for sports i agree and we'll be back covering it all thank you for listening have a great night we out